This is Parent Them Successful with author and licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. Your child no longer has to struggle. On this parenting podcast, we unravel the complexities of the education system, give insight into intervention services, and offer encouragement and tools alongside your parenting journey. It's time for your child to thrive. Welcome your host, LEP educator and mom of four, Jessica Shields. Hello and welcome back. Welcome back, parents. I am so glad that you are here tuning in to this episode. Today, we are going to look at inclusion or inclusive practices. What do I need to know? Well, there is a lot you need to know when it comes to understanding inclusion or even inclusive practices, because Basically, these two terms really center around equity and equity is important in education because we really want to make sure that all kids get exactly what they need and all kids don't need exactly the same thing. So that's why inclusion and inclusive practices is very important for uh, for our parents to understand. So you really need to know where this is coming from, what it means, and how it looks for your child. So in this episode, we are going to define exactly what inclusion is and also what is that term inclusive practices, what does it encompass? So we'll look at the difference between the two as well and really examine the benefits of inclusive practices because it does have benefits for all kinds of students. And then most importantly, most importantly, what it means for your child. So stick around because of course, you know, I will be sharing a very easy tip on how you can help your child feel more included at school. And then I will definitely end with your weekly loving reminder because I love you. If you're on your route or your routine walk, go ahead and tighten up those earbuds and tuck your phone away. Or if you're on that commute, feel free to turn up the volume a little more so that you can lean in and everyone can be blessed. So let's go ahead and define inclusion. So inclusion has a different slightly different meaning from inclusive practices. So I want to focus on inclusion and what that means. Inclusion in education really does refer to a model that we use. It's a model that we use with children who have special needs um, in an attempt to make sure that most of their time, if not all of their time, is spent with non special needs children or general education students. And it definitely comes up in the context of special education. So when you hear the term inclusion, again, it's typically associated with special education or children with special needs being uh, in general education in that type of setting. It might be something that comes up in the form of an IEP or individualized education plan or program, or it could be in the form of a 504 plan. But nevertheless, it is based upon 
basically giving students with special needs a chance to have their education with their general education peers. Okay, so inclusion is including them in that general education setting most or all of the time. There are two models of inclusion. Some schools will use um, the model where they're taking what we call mild to moderate special needs children and fully include them in, uh, in a general education classroom. And there are some that will do a hybrid type of inclusion where they only have some of their classes with their general education peers and then other classes that are supportive of special education students only. There are some schools who really are just fully inclusive schools, and this is rare, where they do not separate children out based on uh, needs. So general education and special education programs would not exist in that situation, but that's very rare. But I just want you to understand that inclusion programs are structured so that basically all students are learning together and the curriculum is modified within that setting. Now, the phrase inclusive practices is really becoming more of where education is headed. So I want parents to understand what is meant if they hear the term inclusive practices. So inclusive practices is an approach to teaching that really does recognize the diversity of students. And so when we're talking about diversity, we're talking about ability level, Um, It could be ethnic background. It could be how much or how quickly a child learns. So diversity really is a broad brush when we're talking about inclusive practices. So understand that. Now, also, we want to understand that inclusive practices really seeks to enable all students to access core content and fully participate in learning activities where they can show their knowledge and their strengths at some given assessment period. So it doesn't always have to be an academic inclusive practice. Inclusive practices can also be how the uh, school day is structured for children of different backgrounds, especially those with differing ability levels, to really interact with one another. We don't really focus on placement. There may be some separation at times, but there are opportunities for kids to really integrate or or be together and get to know one another in other spaces. And I'll talk about that in just a moment. So it's really looking at how can we be inclusive in every situation? How can we make sure that we have a process of 
identifying and understanding and breaking down barriers to participation and belonging. Everyone deserves to feel like they belong. Everyone deserves to participate in school activities regardless of their ability level or their background, gender, um, et cetera, religion. It could be uh, sexual orientation, whatever it may be. But inclusive practices is there to break down those barriers. And we have to keep in mind that your child has a legal right to learning experiences that do not discriminate against them. And again, that could be age, ability level, ethnicity, their gender, their religion or belief, and their sexual orientation. It doesn't matter. Uh, Schools cannot discriminate against your child. Disabled students also have that legal right to reasonable adjustments to ensure that their needs are uh, met and that they have access to their education. And so it may not be always appropriate to have a child who has a severe cognitive uh, delay to have to do the work of the general education uh, classmates or their general education peers but they have a right to play together on the playground, that would be an example of an inclusive practice, allowing those students who may be in a separate class, which is fine because that's what they need, but they have other opportunities to join their general education peers when there are uh, assemblies or um, recess opportunities elective sometimes in in middle school and high school. So just keep that in mind. Another way that we can look at being inclusive or something you can ask for if it's not already happening, if you happen to have a child with special needs, you want to make sure that they are giving, they are given other opportunities to be with their general education peers. I know that, for example, in some some schools I've read about and some that I do know about, say the prom king or prom queen might be an individual with Down syndrome. There's also something called the Best Buddies programs, and that's uh, nationally known. And it's where the general education peers come and play games and hang out with their their peers that have special needs and they just bond and they get to know each other. And so maybe a passing period, everybody knows one another and it's more of a friendly interaction. The benefit of that is that the child that does not have the disability will be more respectful, more understanding, and also more comfortable with interacting with children who do have special needs. And I've seen it where when kids aren't used to being around, say, a child on the spectrum, they may be a little fearful or think that, or or even stare or think that, oh, they're different, I can't play with them. But when a school is involved in 
these inclusive practices, we see more of those students integrating and playing with one another. And we see that respect go uh, both ways. So it's very important on both ends for the child that has the special need to really be exposed to their general education peer and also for the general education peer to uh, be exposed to their peer who has the special needs. So it's a really great, um, it's a really great thing to have at schools because we are opening up opportunities to be diverse and to get to know each other and respect one another in our differences. So that's why inclusive practices is very important um, on our school campuses. So ask about that. Ask about that at your next, whether it's a board meeting, some type of community advisory committee, whatever it may be, ask about inclusive practices because they should be happening at every school. Another thing that the, or another benefit of inclusive practices is again, we're breaking down learning barriers for all students and we're increasing engagement. So Remember, not every child needs exactly the same thing. So we're giving children exactly what they need individually. And that creates a supportive school community for all of our kids. And so this is what you should expect as a parent. If you're a parent, this is what you should be asking for or looking for in your child's education. If a school is truly inclusive and using inclusive practices, teachers will make curriculum considerations for all their students. They will be seeking opportunities to provide every child with accessible and appropriately challenging lessons. There's not a one size fits all, but there is what is termed differentiation. Lessons are made to meet the needs of children at different learning levels. Also, you should look for a more flexible learning environment where your child can demonstrate his or her learning in a variety of ways. It should not always be the multiple choice test. There should be choice in how they demonstrate what they know. Also, you should definitely look for more family involvement where teachers are asking you about your child's needs And having discussions about what strategies best support your child's participation in the classroom. And for me, this does not happen often, but it has happened um, with certain teachers that my children have had. They will ask, what should I know? How does your child learn? What are some things that have worked in the past? And I appreciated those questions because it showed me that they were going above and beyond to make sure that my child was going to be successful in their in their class that year. Definitely another benefit of a school having inclusive practices involves more peer support where students are basically matched up with a supportive peer to broaden their learning perspective. Basically is a chance for a stronger student to help one that may be struggling and then uh, 
a, a struggling student may have an opportunity later on, maybe a different lesson where they're not uh, struggling in that area, they can then help another peer. So again, that's fostering an environment that is inclusive and supportive. Parents, please look for these things in your schools. If you're not seeing them, your voice needs to be heard because things can change when we speak up. Now, what can you do to ensure your child is feeling included within the school culture? We know that feeling a sense of belonging is important to developing identity, being very confident in yourself, and it has many more benefits, but definitely children need to feel like they belong. It does ward off some of the mental health difficulties and problems that can come about when they feel isolated or withdrawn. So you definitely want to make sure that you are talking to your child about what they're interested in. Help them identify their passion. That's the first thing you want to do. Once you have identified their interests, truly what they really enjoy, then partner with the school to get your child plugged in. And that means you might have to talk to teachers or administrators or find out from the website what they offer that is going to align with your child's passion. And that is definitely the key to making sure that they are included in that school culture, that they are involved. And they're involved at a level where they feel like they're connected, like they belong in that niche, in that clique or whatever it may be. Now, an example could be if your child likes coding. Maybe they like coding video games on Roblox, but find out if your child's school has some type of uh, coding club or something similar. Same goals for sports or music, etc. So you get the point. You have to help them sometimes navigate and find where they fit in because we want them to feel connected. If your child loves to dance, maybe ask the teacher if there are opportunities at school for your child to use that special talent. The more involved, the better connected they will feel. And that gives them a sense of identity and belonging. It boosts their self-esteem. There are just so many benefits to feeling like you belong somewhere. We have come to the point in the show where I'm going to give you a loving reminder. I want you to remember that you are powerful. You are a powerful source in your child's growth, development, and education. Don't ever forget it. Please, parents, do not be afraid to use it. And may the force be with you. As always, I truly hope this information blessed you in some way. If it did, please give me a five-star review and encourage others to do the same. Also, don't forget to hit the follow button so that you never miss a new episode. Of course, you know how much I love to share these jewels because I want to see your child be successful. I've also included a special resource for you. It is the eight secrets to raising highly successful kids. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes to download it for free. 
In addition, be sure to share this podcast with others because sharing is caring. And let me be your go-to resource for parenting support. But until next time, be blessed and love on your children. Thank you for listening to the Parent Them Successful with licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. We're so glad you've joined us and would love to connect with you outside of the show. To find more information about our services, the Empower House Academy, or to take our quiz, What's Your Parenting Style? Go to StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. Feel free to email us directly at info at StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. We'd love to hear from you. Other ways to stay connected are on Instagram and Facebook by searching Stronger Mind, Stronger Youth and on Twitter at official underscore SMSY. Until next time, be well and love your children for they are a gift from the Lord.